It's FM 104's Switched On. Kieran in for Louise this evening on Switched On. Back in the 29th of May, 1949, was the very first time a BAFTA award was given out. That was 74 years ago. Fast forward then to 2024. They've got a new sponsor, obviously, because everything has a sponsor. But the 2024 EE BAFTA Film Awards take place this weekend. So I had to talk about them. And there's only one lady I'm going to ever get on to talk about. Anything awards, ceremony, awards season and film in particular. GeekIreland.com's Olivia Fahey. Olivia, hello. How are you? That was quite the introduction. I'm I'm very flattered. <laughs> oh, well, of course, obviously. And uh, you're probably wondering, I was going down the history lesson route there for a second, but I only gave the, the first date that they were ever nominated. Actually, 1955 is the first time they gave the actual uh, theatrical mask out to anybody. So there you go. A little bit of knowledge Ooh. there for you. I am dropping the BAFTA facts. But are you looking forward to uh, this week's um, BAFTA ceremony? I Like me, you like awards ceremonies too. Uh, yeah, do you know what? I'm really looking forward to it as like last year it was hosted by Richard E. Grant and I thought he did a great job but he came out nearly in like a Loki-esque outfit which I just thought was genius. Um, this year it's being hosted by David Tennant who I absolutely adore so I really hope there's going to be lots of Doctor Who jokes um, if Michael Sheen just happens to be in the room I hope there's some sort of like bromancing done with him you know like the, the possibilities are are endless with this I like David Tennant actually I've, li- I li- I've liked him for a long time I, I'm going to shock you here now I've probably only ever seen a 30 minutes of Doctor Who in my entire life right something that just completely passed me by but the 30 minutes I've saw were of David Tennant and uh, Billy Piper, I think. Was it Billy Piper he had as his assistant? She, she was there, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, for a time. That's all, that's all I've seen. That's all I've seen of Doctor Who. Is it worth watching, actually, Doctor Who, before we talk BAFTAs? <laughs> You're actually asking the wrong person. I have a guy who writes Doctor Who for me. <laughs> You're the same as me, then. <laughs> Doctor Who has passed you by, too. It did, but I, do you know what? I did watch the um, the anniversary specials that they had on recently which had David Tennant returning alongside Catherine Tate um, and they were very entertaining and I really liked Shooty Gatwa's um, new iteration of The Doctor and his Christmas special so who knows maybe I'm becoming a Whovian now um, but I haven't actually seen any of the prior episodes so um, luckily Kean uh, was on hand to give me a quick breakdown before I started watching which was great Always nice to have someone who's actually a fan of these things to help you out but let's talk about the BAFTAs taking place this Sunday 18th of February you can catch it BBC One um, over here if you have Sky or Virgin or any of those channels you'll be able to watch it but let's talk about the Irish people first I know it's the BAFTAs British uh, Arts Film Television Association but Let's talk about the Irish people who we're hoping are going to take home some BAFTAs this year, Olivia. Well, we've got Killian Murphy, of course, up for Oppenheimer for leading actor. And Barry Keoghan actually did get a nomination for Saltburn as well. So there are two Irish interests, shall we say, in the leading actor category. Honestly, I think we're going to be very hard pushed to see somebody else other than Killian Murphy win it. Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers is also nominated. He's also nominated for the Oscar as well. He would be kind of the only one I would see taking the win from him as I get higher pitched. Um, Because his his performance was uh, also one of the other winners from the Golden Globes. um, Because, of course, they split it into drama and comedy categories. Um, but also it, it's just been so highly praised, as highly praised as Killian Murphy's. But I think what really stands to Killian more so than than Paul is that Killian was actually portraying a person in real life who he just embodied that person as a whole. And while yes, Paul had to create a character from scratch, I think that trying to mimic somebody 
who actually existed is probably a tougher job, especially when you're also trying to make a, a role your own, um, as opposed to creating something from scratch that you can just put your stamp on from the offset. Um, also in the category is Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, who, if you saw him on Graham Norton, oh my God, I love that man. He is adorable. Um, and then we also have, and I'm probably going to butcher his name, I'm terribly sorry, T.O.U. from Past Lives. Let's stay on the Irish train. Paul Meskell in the supporting actor category. I mean, when you talk about stars, you've got to talk about the supporting actor category. Robert De Niro, Robert Downey Jr., Ryan Gosling, among some of the people he's going to have to fend off if he's going to have any chance of winning for all of us strangers. Essentially, like, it's it's definitely between Robert uh, Downey Jr. and Ryan Gosling for the win, I'd say. Um, Paul, he was brilliant on all of us strangers i think more people were upset not to see andrew scott nominated in the leading actor category um and then hence surprised to see paul in the supporting actor i think both it should have been both or neither you know the kind of way they it was such a collaborative thing but also like andrew was also very much spectacular there as well it's really hard place to call um but yes paul was even nominated for an oscar last year for his role in after sun so he's certainly a star on the rise he's going to be in gladiator 2 which wrapped only a couple of weeks ago he's got a couple of other things up his sleeve i think as well so i don't think this is going to be the last time we're going to see him nominated in the baftas but um i don't think this is going to be his year Okay, let's do... We won't do every category, right? Because there's a lot of categories here. But let's do Best Director because uh, I want to talk um, about someone who is not there. And uh, that is uh, the girl who directed Barbie, right? So Greta Gerwig not there again. Who do you think is going to take this? Christopher Nolan, probably, hands down. If it's not Christopher Nolan, I'd be very surprised. I'd say Jonathan Glazer probably has a good chance as well. The Zone of Interest being a war-based film... The BAFTAs love their war-based films. Like, I don't know if you remember um, All Quiet on the Western Front. That's oh, yeah. what the boards yeah. at the yeah. BAFTAs there. Uh, gosh, was that only last year? Or was it the year before? Year before, I, I think. Now. Year before. Year before. Yeah. So, but they just tend to just gravitate towards that style of film. So, Glazer could be a surprise. I personally think that Nolan should take it. I think from the list of directors there, like, no shade to Andrew Haig. Um, but I do think Nolan is just... He was just a league above everybody else in what he achieved with Oppenheimer this year. Like, people were sort of giving out as well that Martin Scorsese's name was left off that list, which I'm kind of like, I know, Killers of the Flower Moon wasn't exactly up to the standard that we have come to expect from Martin Scorsese, but also not to the standard of the rest of the films that are even nominated on this list. But also the fact that Barbie and Greta Gorwig was not nominated, then Scorsese hadn't got a hope in hell. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. I will die on that hill. Um, Greta Gerwig, what she achieved was insane. She has she had the top movie of the year at the box office and has not been nominated either at the BAFTAs or the, the Oscars, which I think is a travesty, especially considering some of the other nominees that are featured on the list. Um, yeah, no, I think it's appalling i would wonder is it a case of especially when you think of the oscars the way that the nominations are done did they think that she was a shoe-in and decided to give their vote to somebody else just in case and hence she ended up not getting enough votes that's an interesting take are you surprised though that you get ryan gosling and margot robbie both nominated and not the director of the movie that very rarely doesn't happen that way when when it's such a big movie like barbie was and such a big success as well 
Exactly. And I know that there's probably a lot of people out there who are like, do you know what, if it was a man, they probably would have been nominated, which, you know, hey, there's, there's probably an argument there, for that. Yeah, there's an there's argument this, for yeah, that as well. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of like, I honestly don't understand it considering the success, the quality, the the overall. And like, she's been nominated for script as well with Noah. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like everything but directing mm, i don't know it doesn't sit right with me Very but then strange. again margo margo got got um didn't get nominated for the oscars oh, for barbie no. so and you so, know there's a lot, lot yeah, of outcry I'm a bit raw at that one to be fair do you think she will has she got a chance at the at the leading actress award then and um, i haven't seen the color purple yet to my absolute detriment i mean i love the original love Oprah Winfrey. i need to see this movie so i cannot tell you how um fantastic fantasia barino is or not but will Carrie Morgan or Margot Robbie take this category? Um, no, it's going to be Emma Stone, I'd say. And if it's not Emma Stone, it'll be Sandra Huller. Yeah, so Poor Things is actually, it's uh, by Element uh, Productions, who are uh, an Irish company. So we actually have two um, producers who are now nominated for um, all of the work that they've done on Poor Things. So it's, we've got a great Irish kind of contingency there. Um, Emma Stone's performance is just... It's bonkers, but perfect for the role, if that makes sense. Um, I think she is like the hot favorite to to take home all of the awards this season. And I'm kind of like, yeah. Um, Sandra Huller from Anatomy of a Fall could be an outsider. And again, the BAFTAs just like to go for something a little bit different. So she could be who gets their vote. I personally was absolutely delighted to see Vivian um, Opara to be nominated for Rye Lane. Rye Lane for me was one of those hidden gems. Like I say hidden gem. It wasn't actually that hidden. It did get a full release in publicity, but it kind of passed people by when it was released last year. But I think it's just a gorgeous little, it's, it is a rom-com, but with a bit of a modern sort of look at things that's set in, in the UK. And it's just wonderful if you haven't seen it do check it out um like it was valentine's day yesterday so if you wanted to stay on the rom-com train um check it out it's on disney plus but i was delighted to see her nominated she was fantastic in it um so i'd be surprised if she won but it'd also be like jumping up and down going yeah go on you know what i went to cinema yesterday uh, we did not go see a rom-com went to see the iron claw and it wasn't my choice it was my missus's <laughs> choice to go and see the iron claw so i was like look at you go bringing me to a wrestling movie if you haven't seen the iron claw do emotional roller coaster it's a very tragic story but it's really really good i loved it as a wrestling fan i loved it it's on my list i haven't actually gotten to see it it's yet good. But do you know what they I use lo- they use silence really well like some, oh. do you know the way sometimes movies they have a tendency to score every single bit of it this movie uses silence in a really good way so it kind of feels a bit awkward at times when you're watching it but it's it's really interesting I really liked it but I think that's important like you need to sit in the uncomfortable sometimes exactly. with exactly. movies now some of them go a little bit too far with it but I think if you're if it's used properly then like actually Oppenheimer I think is a great example of the use of sound in that um so yeah, I'm definitely curious to see it. It's good, it's good. Right, I've got to do two more categories, right? Because I want to talk about animated film first. Didn't see The Boy and the Heron, so don't know about that one. <gasps> Saw Elemental, thought it missed. Saw Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, should never have been made. Saw Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, one of the greatest animated movies I've ever seen in my life. That's what I'm going for. Thoughts? Um, so I am one of the few people in the world who was actually greatly disappointed by Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. <gasps> 
Because I the first one was of, so good, is that, is that was that the problem for you? Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, I think fair. this is this is essentially a part one of a two part film, and for me, it kind of dragged on towards the end. It was quite concise and paced really nicely for like the first half, and then for the second half you could have picked maybe seven different points where the film could have ended, but then it just sort of like keeps on going. And it keeps you kind of thinking that the film's like getting towards that end point and then just goes on. It just ends up feeling like a drag and you're like, oh, come on, would you just end already? I I wasn't a mad fan of, for a slight spoiler alert for people, but there is a bit of a cliffhanger ending to it. Um, wasn't a fan of that. I think it could have been, concluded in a much nicer package so out of all of the ways that they could have ended it they chose that no i'm not happy with that especially now that we don't even have a release date for the second half um for me i just think from like a a plot point of view it just was lacking in comparison to the first one i was i was not a fan animation is spectacular there is nobody that could come near them in terms of what they actually do with their animation style and the quality of it but the story for me I think was really really lacking it's the it's one of those films where like I love animated films but I would be less inclined to go back and watch it than any of the other films on the list and like Elemental I only got halfway through so (laughs) like that's really saying something the best bit the best bit of Elemental was the trailer that I saw six months leading up to the movie Anything else in the actual movie itself was very disappointing for me. It, it was dis- I was very I was very disappointed by it. I'm very disappointed that the trailer kind of led me in a different direction than the actual what the actual movie is. Um, I was kind of annoyed at that. I thought it'd be more like a Zootopia type of thing, which I absolutely adored. Right, but Elemental was missed for me. I think one of the reasons why it actually didn't do as well in cinemas, but then did quite well on streaming um, might have been that people were going in expecting one thing and it turned out to be slightly different to that I again I haven't finished the film so I can't say for sure it was like definitely that way but you're not the first person to say something like that to me but um, in terms of like the category as a whole like chicken run down the nugget it it didn't bother me as much I, I love the, the chicken run realm and I actually thought that for a, a sequel like especially when you look at Across the Spider-Verse, it could have been worse story-wise. I thought they kept it quite simple and on theme instead of breaking out of a chicken farm, they were breaking into a chicken farm. Um, but for me, I think The Boy and the Heron is is the standout um, animated film of the year. It deserves all of its flowers. It is just gorgeous. I need to see it. I haven't seen it. Chicken Run, I didn't... Do you know what? And I hate that I think this about the movie. Not having all of the original voice actors for it really hurt the movie for me in my own head because I've loved because I love chicken rung some see I do too but do you not think that like I thought Zachary Levi matched the Rocky voice actually really really well even though he didn't really change it all that much it just suited it perfectly well and I actually went and I watched chicken run straight into chicken run down the nugget and it didn't bother me as much with the sound difference. My final category I want to talk about is special visual effects because one of my favourite movies of the last 12, 18 months, however long these actual categories are open for, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is nominated for this. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. The creator, Poor Things, and Napoleon is in there as well. I'd love Guardians of the Galaxy to take this. I have a feeling it's going to go to Napoleon from what you've said before. Oh, I have not said anything about Napoleon because... I actually well didn't war see movie it. war war movie ish. Well, yeah, but the thing is, like Napoleon wasn't good. 
So it <laughs> wasn't good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> So I actually think it's going to go to a good film. Um, I would probably say Guardians, uh, Mission Impossible, maybe? I don't know. Um, I was actually more surprised that... Like they showed a lot of behind the scenes for Mission Impossible. Like He was out front and centre saying how hard this was to shoot and how hard it was to do special visual effects plus cgi visual effects and every visual effect in between so like i think he's he's looking for these awards to be fair to him i think he is and especially since the box office tally might have been considered somewhat disappointing um like i would have actually pegged that as a potential billion dollar film and it didn't come anywhere near it which was a surprise from a business point of view um I do think Guardians is probably the one to beat. Uh, The creator now is an interesting one because, of course, like, it was shot on just, like, a regular, like, 4,000 euro Sony camera. So what they've achieved with the effects and the cinematography from that might stand in their favour as well. Um, But, like... We've been criticizing the VFX in in Marvel movies as of late, but I thought Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy brought it back to the top notch standard that we've come to know and love from the studio. So, and what a way, like what a nice way it would be to to round off their their trilogy with a, a BAFTA win. And you know, especially now that we probably won't be seeing James Gunn in the Marvel universe anytime soon. So, um, yeah, that would be it. Would be my pick, but I'd say the creator and uh, Mission Impossible could do a sneaky. I am looking forward to this, and I always like ending on a on a nice award that not many people give a whole lot of credit for. But the actual ceremony itself, I'm really looking forward to it. You're going to have Sophie Ellis Baxter and Hannah Waddington doing performances, of course. Miss Ellis Baxter performing Murder on the Dance Floor. Really looking forward to that. And then, like, loads <laughs> of people that are going to be at this, right? You got Bradley Cooper. Kerry Mulligan obviously is going to be there. Then you've got loads of people who are going to be presenting awards as well. David Beckham, Dua Lipa, Hugh Grant, Idris Elba, Kate Blanchett and Daisy Edgar-Jones. This is going to be a star-studded affair taking place in London on Sunday. Are you, are you, like, It's going to be a great actual television event for a change. Oh, it is. And I'm wondering, like, are there going to be any, um, like, is Beckham going to make any Rolls Royce jokes um, at Victoria's expense during his, like, intro speech or something like that? Will Kate Blanchett... Um, comment on the fact that Donald Leeson is apparently her doppelganger like will will, all the cameras are just gonna be pointed at Barry Keoghan during that um, murder on the dance floor performance as well so I'm looking forward to seeing him just if he's there to be just like uncomfortably sitting in his seat being like leave me alone Uh, I'm looking forward to this the I'll give it the full title the EE BAFTA Film Awards hosted by Mr David Tennant at the Royal Festival Hall on Sunday broadcast on BBC One from 7pm Olivia will be watching I'll be watching Olivia where can people keep up with your musings on all things well everything really (laughs) <laughs> well, you can keep up with everything that's going on with Geek Garland um, on our website, geekgarland.com, or we are at Geek Garland on, I think we're on everything but threads at the moment. So Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, um, X slash Twitter. Um, we're on YouTube as well, where you can see some interviews that we've done with some of the cast and crew of Madam Web. And there might be some other interviews upcoming as well that I can't talk about yet. So keep an eye on that. And then I am at Toxic Ollie on Instagram and X. So yeah, that's me. Amazing. Editor at GeekIreland.com. Miss Olivia Fahey, thank you very much for your time. Thank you.